AP Sports Podcast with myself and Callum. We're back for another one. Hello. How are you doing, Callum? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Good week. It's definitely good winter. Week, solid. Definitely. Well, it's definitely not summer anymore, which means I'm in jeans and a jumper for a change instead of I know. shorts and a t-shirt. Fuming. Living. And usually this time of day, it's the sun's still out and now it's like dark. It's like, no, it's, it's over. It's Yeah, it's done. It's great. Can't wait. Love yeah, the rain. Amazing. Exactly. Um, but no, but you get you get all toasty, don't you? And you get to wrap up again and bring out your winter wardrobe that you know you should have replaced and you haven't. And it's just, yeah, it's great. Yeah, exactly. It. I mean, that it's close true. to Christmas. I'm not a fan of Halloween. I'm not bothered. No, I'm Christmas, not either. Though, I'm such a Christmas guy. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I can tell. So jolly. Um, <laughs> but no, how are you? How is how's things in your world? You've got a little bit of news, I think. I'm good. Yeah, a bit of news. Uh, so officially, I am been promoted. I'm now Ooh. officially, which is, yeah, great. Sound effects. Don't have those sound effects. We're not that, we haven't got that budget for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the makeshift thing go. we got. But yeah, I, it's, this is end of October at the minute. Officially, it'll kick in in November. But nice. I think it's been a year. It's literally been a year since we did the other update uh, because, like, it's been a year since then. And, yeah, officially. So year on year, you know, it seems to be 12 months, 12 months later, another one, 12 months later, another one. You'll be direct yeah. before you know it. Well, officially by title, I am talent director. Oh, wow. Which Jazzy. is great. Which is great, Jazzy name. I mean, like, I'm not someone who's a, a title's great. I think a title is very necessary for structure. But I mean, you can call me. Tanner, whatever you want, like you know, I know what I'm doing. There's plenty of things I will call you, but it's definitely yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. direct. I don't, um, I don't think I can write this on my footer. No, no, maybe not. All right, so so it comes into effect what November? Found out when? So it it, it was we knew we were having a conversation about it for for a few weeks, but Eddie was away on LA, so we wanted to do it in person and chat about it. Um, and it's always, then it's always better. It's always better, you know, face to face. I think instead of over yeah. Zoom and I mean like you know the guy you've been with him you know a little while now and been there and grown with the company so it just makes sense to do it in person but... yeah and I, yeah exactly I think it's respectful doing person as well like I we I knew there was like a chat about it coming up having it a month later where it didn't really bother me to be honest I was just like I know it's coming I'd rather do it in person have a chat about it properly and did you have all of your notes ready or your arguments no. as to why you're amazing and why you're good at what you do or was it just very oh, don't talk to me about it then so in terms of the, the chat then was it i don't know how formal you can get between you and eddie nowadays but was it very formal was it more of a formality or was it just a very open honest conversation about where everyone's at right now and that's where it was sort of steered to yeah we our end of financial year is end of october anyway so Actually, this week we'll have a chat about, like, as in the company and year, what we want to plan or how it go, what we want to do. And yeah, we were just chatting about what we've done as a company anyway beforehand for the last year. We then discussed uh, how, you know, both me and him have worked together on the kind of very commercial side mm -hmm. of it. There's a whole different part of the company, which is like more Anna and Eddie doing that, but discussed how it went as a year. You know, brand partnerships was up in volume, which is great um fees are is in in a whole lower but that's just because marketing budgets are low so we discussed about that and 
Yeah, we just, you know, got in the gritty of like the details, who, just, you know. Who brought it up? Um, Eddie brought it up. But as I said, we knew that's it was good. coming. That's in. good. That means that means you're not fishing for it, which yeah, is exactly. good. It means that he, he already knew that he was going to have to steer towards this conversation. Yeah, and but as I said, we, we kind of you... knew, we knew that conversation was happening even before I left to go to holiday for Hong Kong. Like I said, let's we can happily discuss it when you're back, when he's back. So like it was coming anyway, but uh, but yeah. And how do you how do you tackle these type of conversations? Because people, you know, hmm. some people are very scared to go into a promotion or a career chat type meeting. Some people are like, I've got my 52 rights and amendments and I this is why I'm great and I'm just going to tell you why I'm great. How did you how did you prepare or did you just sort of go, let's just see what he wants to say and hear what he wants to, to do? I think it's a good one, actually. It's a great question because, and that's probably, maybe one day we do an episode where we talk about like how to make yourself better prepared for conversations like that because it's not one that you really get taught at school like there's no you know that you know what I mean there is no talk yeah. about that so I'd love to do something about that for sure but how'd it go like one it's very it's, a, it's an easier conversation when it's very clear of what you've done if that mm. makes sense it's a tougher when conversation when yeah, hundred percent. And to be honest with you, and you'd know this, like we're both in the sales and revenue generating world. It is actually quite black and white. It is. Yeah, it's very. It is what it is. You know, there's a leaderboard, and exactly. it's green or red, and you can you can usually infer pretty easily when you're in more of a, I don't know, a creative role, maybe a subjective type. Depends role on the role, where... I guess. I think it depends yeah, on the right. If you're creative, can, if you're writing it... ideas. If you get loads of your ideas getting picked i guess that's like your equivalent of how many deals are doing you know yeah. I, think, I guess so yeah but I think it's all relevant our, but exactly but for our world especially it is callum number chris number and the other things you do on top of that as well so you know our, i guess to prepare for these things i always have record of exactly what i've done and i'm very like strict on this report i have like i have a spreadsheet and it has every single deal i've done on it of course you do um I mean, sorry, my team, like, you know, the team that I work with do. So, you know, Connie was on that list. And I knew exactly what Connie did, for example. So that's, I think, a good thing to have because that then you, yeah. you're always, you would always know throughout the year, oh God, am I bringing enough? Am I doing well? You'd always have that constant feedback. Um, yeah, I've, I've got something similar. It's very much sort of a, a roadmap of every success or deal or how much it is where did you get them from what stage and everything like yeah that, who it's with so just keeping a, a good track of all your deals revenue money especially in a sales role is is important sure. because usually if you do look to have this type of conversation or even leave usually the first question you get asked is how much money have you made and if you don't know then you don't really come out that well, great it's um, that funny conversation where you're like i want x but then like Okay, you want X, but even last year, did you even cover what you wanted? What that X? And you're like, if you don't one, if you don't know, if you're not clear enough to know, that's a problem. And two, if you know you definitely haven't cleared it, then you're all, do you know what I mean? Like, have you got the right to ask for more? So there's all these things. It's um, so that's like that, for example. As well, there's things throughout the year. For example, I write things that happened. For example, if a you know. Jamie from the partnership from the campaign team said something was going up and she needed help and I managed to come in and fix it and there's nothing to do with like Jamie not being able to do her job it's just Jamie you know needed that help 
I would write extra example. responsibilities. Yeah. I would say. So I extra, would write, extra things. Yeah. So I would write notes being like, you know, X, Y, Z deal helped fix mm-hmm. this, help Jamie, yeah. that kind of thing. I do that as well. And I guess in the world that I work in, it's the creator economy and it's social media and it's content creators and it's a commercial side. As a company, we're doing different things and we can get into that, but we're doing like a lot of YouTube at the minute. Mm-hmm. I started exploring YouTube integration ads quite aggressively, even to the point where we didn't have enough of the YouTube. Like we have a good roster of YouTube people, but not to, it's not a massive list compared to let's say the short form. But I was still yeah. going out and saying, can I get Tucker, who's only started long-form YouTube for the last, I guess at the time was a month, and we got him a deal straight away. So like that was kind of me bringing something else to us as a company to kind of feed off. Yeah. So that's one of the things I kind of mentioned. Um, and I guess consistency, I mentioned like the levels haven't changed. My commitment's been the same since day one. I have, you know, I think in business, consistency is key. Like there's mm-hmm. no point you come in and doing three months of like work at the top. And then suddenly after that, you drop off. And then like a year, in a year's time, you're kind of there. I feel like yeah, I'd rather have someone who's consistent. Yeah, you definitely can't coast. Not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, you, if you take your off your gas for what, two, three months, the next six become more difficult because you're going back to a lower level. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to be consistent, um, especially in sort of, sales revenue i mean anywhere really process orientated stuff you know, yeah you don't usually it's like when you go on holiday you know you take your off the gas for two weeks you come back and you're wishing everyone away um yeah so yeah. it's it's all those type of things really which which is yeah it's fine that, it's that's good. how i that's how i kind of went in like i had to think basically i gave i made myself sure i always do this that when i went in a conversation about it I was confident enough to be like, I, I, there's a good case on my side. And I good think, word. yeah, I think you have, to, I think you have to do that for anyone. And yeah. I don't think you can go in there sort of blind. You know, as you said, you've got to build that case. You've got to build that evidence, mm. sort of portfolio of what you've done. And it's not necessarily to, to prove to them really. It's just to showcase your strength. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, if, if I went or if you didn't, have me or you know I, I went elsewhere or i'm getting frustrated now because i'm not being promoted you know here is example a b c d all the way to y and z that i'm a great fit and i'm a, and i know what i'm doing i'm an sme now within the business and that's yeah you know showing value i always say is that you've always got to showcase your value and you do the same if you were interviewing as well as if you're yeah promotion means sort of like an interview in a way you know well, you're actually, trying to good find point. I, I didn't think of it like that before now, but it's sort of a, a mm. re, it's a re-interview because if you're looking to be promoted, technically that's a different role. You're going to have yeah. more things to do and you're going to have to prove as to why or they need to realise why you're a good fit. And it's it's a two-way street. It's not just you showing them. They need mm. to be open and, and real and real enough, really, just to go, actually, not, he was here all along. And all you had to do was promote him, which is hard to come by nowadays. Not many people yeah. get internally promoted. So you're in a, you're in a, I think that's the beauty of where you are, though, as well, you know, because it's quite a, a tight-knit group. You know, obviously, for structure, as you said, that you've got to have sort of a, I know, an associate level, a manager level, a director mm-hmm. level. If you're looking to grow, then you need that sort of structure. That also comes with probably the seniority and experience within the business, which yeah, is usually sure. how it goes. And it's also like you're signing up for more responsibility, which is fine, which is great. I'm all for that. And also, so what do you does... know... 
I was going to say, with the added responsibility then, is that something that's going to happen from November? Is that sort of set in stone that, I don't know if you're expanding teams or like just more of a workload or, you know, I, I don't know really. <clears throat> so, yeah, the big emphasis is having someone in the team that I'm in, I'm going to work with. And, you know, we had that and, you know, things didn't work out, which is fine, but hopefully I have someone in November that I like to kind of partner with and, and push forward and, you know, give them responsibility as well, by the way, like there's the me by having me be promoted in a way still puts pressure on me to be like, okay, I need to like bring more in and do more, but also I understand that I, I can't really jump there to do more <clears throat> if behind, you know, behind me or with me is not sort of like covered. So I'm really big on the responsibility side is trying to one, become better at management. I say manage it more like a leadership. Um, Eddie's great at that kind of like driving the company, like saying to people like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And there's kind of like no, no fear, like, which is great. And I've got that as well. Let's do it. But it's also, I need to provide that with the person I'm going to be with and give them like the freedom. Obviously mm -hmm. there's certain things they have to do. But yeah, give them that safe space as well. And also be ambitious and tell them what we're going to do together. But I can't, you know, I can't go do these things without you being there to sort out this. And also by me going and doing those things, I can bring you with me. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a difficult one because you're, you're going to have to learn management styles, you know, someone, you know, the person they bring in as much as you would love them to be another one of you is not going to be another one of you. There's yeah. going to be personality traits, things happen in the background, family life, and, you know, they may not pick it up as quickly or they may pick it up really quickly. You know, their performance may be at 40% when you were expecting 80, 90 and then they may just click and it works and everyone is really happy or you're going to have to try and manage and develop them at the sometimes. And this is where I've, I've had these conversations before your individual performance and your, when you're just on your own is obviously way up high. And then when you get towards a management role, because you're juggling between maintaining your own performance and also maintaining that someone else and coaching them up, one of them will usually drop. Either it'll be your main performances yourself will still be really, really high, or you know you'll you'll have great management responsibilities and you'll be able to coach someone and bring them on board quite quickly. But your own performance and own revenue will drop because of that. And it's a really interesting one because I've found that myself, mm. which is hard and it's hard to juggle. So it'd be interesting to know which one you think. You know, do you think you'll be able to? to do it you know you've got a few few management sort of experiences before but having someone I don't know if they're going to be brand new or not but how are you going to manage that yeah i so funny enough i've actually been doing these coaching sessions um i was about to put a tiktok i did a tiktok video about it um it's going out at some point but i yeah, Eddie's put me on this like course. It's this girl called Hattie did loads of like internal training with all of us, which is great. Mm. She's 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 great. And I'm on kind of this course. I had one of my first sessions actually today, and we were discussing like values and like oh. these are but but like in all honesty, it's actually quite crazy. Cause I was a bit like, you know, values this and like the eight pillars of man, all these things. And part of you goes, Well, yeah, it's all just sort of like cliche things. And then 
you know, she did this exercise where she was like sharing, like saying all these words, like it was different kind of values. And like I had to write like 60 of them and I have to write down like which ones like jump out. And you realize from these things what's actually quite important to you. Um, and what's funny is that from those, from those looking at those, I do actually care about nurturing someone and like bringing them up and like coaching them hmm. as is not as much as i thought i'd be i thought i'd just be like i want performance being aggressive yeah. all those things i thought and then the nurturing well, stuff i just wouldn't care about but actually was there was quite, uh, quite even was there quite like a, a weird one that just popped out you're like well, why is that there you know you probably had all the ones that you loved and then was there like a word that sort of came up and you're like what huh? was a weird one no. nurture was a weird one because it's kind of like that was a weird one i didn't think of was there nothing really nothing surprised me the ones i read okay. in that book that's the that's the important thing you can't have ones that you go oh i'm not sure about that it has to be ones that are natural you just but... picked a random word for no yeah, reason that's yeah that'll do that yeah great. exactly that'd be one. great i mean one she said was like romantic like romance and i was like what i was like i don't, yeah, nah, I don't think that about works that. no but um that's that's very contentious swapping uh yeah I'm not, pleasure yeah i'm not sure about that but like the balance of it, you're right. I have to, I have to definitely try and be more on the coaching side because I think, by the way, being how aggressive and on the field I am of work, I think my personal performance won't drop that much as much as it could because I'm just mm. not always be on it. However, also, and this is one thing that Hattie said to me was having someone in your team that you're nurturing and growing and helping and actually like teaching them. If they do really well, it actually does look great on you. Yeah, of course it does. You've changed. But you've you changed someone. That. Yeah, yeah, got... yeah. But I think your your main concern is probably not messing up the, the nurture. First yeah. of all, it's like a parent having their first child. It's like I guess just so, don't yeah. mess this one up. We can mess the second and third one up because we've done the first one. Mm. How much what happened with most first firstborn, secondborn, thirdborns? <laughs> you know. First one, you are strict as hell. You're going to be a model, model person. Yeah. And then it slowly goes down and down from there. So that, yeah. you know, your first, your first one, you know, it's going to be like drill sergeant uh, Smith over here. Yeah, yeah, literally. No, but I, I really need to, it was even things like, we were discussing how to be better at like um, recognition and like, making people feel like they want this is like this is the mad thing about it no it's, for me, it's so true it's it is crazy. so true but for me and i said this to hattie as well i was like these things don't feel natural to me because mm -hmm. if someone if eddie were to go on the disc on discord like our group chat where we all talk about certain things and say amazing work from chris who got this deal in no disrespect Ed, i just would be like yeah great and then i'll just move on honestly for some people that's vital crazy yeah, yeah. So having like there's there's difference. So I've I've always said I've never been bothered about people saying well done or like I'm like it's just part of the job. Like it is yeah. what it is. Like I'm I'm here to do that. Like yes, mm. okay, I got a deal. Yes, I did this or yes, I did that, and that's great. But the team, you know, the same thing happened. You know, they they liked the verbal recognition. You know, they wanted to be told mm. when they've done what I would consider a normal responsibility, and just be like that's just part of your job. Or like things would upset or anger and frustrate them, and vice versa, other things that would would frustrate me, and it wouldn't do it to them or it wouldn't do it mm. to me. So like things like something that they would find so frustrating, 
I'd be like, well, just do this then. I'll do this. Like, I'll give you some options and solutions. Like, it's not that big. And then vice versa as well. So it's weird because the recognition, but also the problem solving and the way their mind works and the way they react to certain things. Like, you have to really, and I'm still learning this, put yourself in other people's shoes and like yeah. try and understand how they tick. It's, it's like being a psychologist, a therapist, and a counselor at the same time. Mm-hmm. While oh, trying to while make making money, money. <laughs> yeah. While trying to like being a manager, you know, it's I can see why people don't want to do it. You know, yeah, and managing like huge teams as well, it just scares the hell out of me because I'm like I struggle with myself first of all, <laughs> and then you know, you one or two others that you have in your team is a small team, so it it's all about structure as well. But you've got to get it off to the right start. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but how that is gonna. M- that is the main thing I'm trying to learn. And I think that's the one thing I want. I think, not going to lie, I think it's the bit of a pressure of I need to get it right. Like I need to, I really want to get it right because commercially, that is my strength. Like I can go out and win business and get business and do more, which allows us to do more cool things. But we can't neglect the, you know, the TikTok one-off deals. We can't neglect those things. So you got to think as well, you know, when you first... Now, look, you already, I don't know how much experience this person's going to have, um, or, mm. you know, later down the line, but you've got to think when you were first there, you know, what support did you have? And then what are the things you could do differently? You know, if you're teaching someone other things, you're going to keep the same, probably. And mm-hmm. other things that you're going to find more important than others, absolutely. So there's got to be sort of a, a rule book of how to, like a 101 for dummies type thing where you just, there you are. <laughs> you're going to have to do that. But you're going to have to figure that out. And then you're going to have to see how they respond and what their learning style is and stuff you would never think of, mm. which is going to be interesting to watch from afar, I have to say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You want to hear stories, be like, Callum, I don't know what I'm doing. No, like that, but that's part of it. And do you know what? That is, that is the fun of it. It's not like I've been put on this challenge of deal with it. I'm like, well, we, I need to do it. So like, it's, it's all part of the game. It's all part of me growing in the company and, me trying to grow it with everyone else here it's part of the game it's part of the fun literally um you can't stay a five-person company forever you know if you want to no. break the market and disrupt the market and probably retire at 40 then you know you're not going to be able you're going to have to get it to somewhere for sure and that means relying on other people as well which is also a whole different beast exactly and to be fair like we were how many were we? Like, literally five last year. Now we've got hired a couple of interns. Um, going to hire another intern for the UK. Two of them in the US, one in the UK. Like, I'm sure you're paying them really well, aren't you? But they are getting paid, paid internships. I don't know the finances of that. I cannot quote, but I know we pay okay. them well. I was yeah. an intern. I got paid all right. No, I'm just saying cost of living, macroeconomics. Just saying. Big Fair thing enough. nowadays. No, Big but thing. do you know what? It's so good because you get these... People who are like, it's funny, like us a few years ago who are like grads or students and like pushing hard for it, which is great to see. Um, obviously, there is always a, not always, but there's always a chance of a full-time role. So it's good to see that as well um, fr- from that side as well. So good on them. But yeah, growth-wise, it's obviously I need to grow professionally in the management thing. But as a company, yeah, a lot of cool things have happened since the last year. Like it's... It's flown by. I actually feel like the whole the last year has gone zoomed by. I don't know about for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, from 
I mean, this year really so far, you know, it's from from January onwards. It was, you know, there was things that were happening in, in my place over sort of Christmas time, and I was like, oh God, I don't know how much longer I can be here, or you know, I don't know how much you know mm. I can I can take anymore, you know. And then I blinked, and summer has come and gone, and we're nearly at Halloween, and the nights are drawing in, the rain's here, as we said, and it's now back to the sort of the hard work of the year, which is where it all kickstarts again, you know. Yeah. Kids go back to school, everyone's in the office, or most people anyway, and it just becomes a little bit more like, right, you, you know, you leave your house and it's, like, dark. You get to the office, it's light. Mm. You leave the office, it's dark. Like, you just <laughs> leave. Well, that's if you're in, like, an office culture or an office base. So it's it's where your motivation has to kick in. You've got to get something to get you through, and that's where your holidays are key. But also, you know, get your target set. So, what's obviously you've had the chat, you've been promoted, you're now a director, you're gonna get someone in, you're gonna start building a team. You know, what's the what's the main focus or main goals maybe for you know the rest of this year? You know, obviously you're gonna start onboarding someone and getting someone up to speed. You know, they've got two months or so really to, which is quite a nice two months actually considering the time of year, because you've probably got about six weeks and then most people sort of dilly around for Christmas and the new year, don't they? And then it all kickstarts again in January. So, you know, what what's their what's their goals and what's your goals for sort of the next two months? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we haven't financially, we're looking at the review. I think it's this Thursday, Friday, and I have a proper sit down and be like, where had it look each month and month, like each month, mm. quarter from year on year. I know we have grown year on year which is great in brand partnerships for sure um the main focus from before we've had that chat for the commercial side is brand partnerships are essential like that's always going to happen as i mentioned short form is saying that we were massive and and mainly focus on then suddenly this year we had the studio part of the company that started with anna start of the year where we are co-producing some of our talents, YouTube channels. So mm-hmm. turning them from short form creators, TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels into long form creators, because that is where a bigger fan base is built. That's where longevity is. That's where depth of audience is compared it's the to the more traditional one as well. It's more if you're sitting there and you've got half an hour, 45 minutes to kill rather than, you know, flicking through your phone, waiting for five, 10 minutes, waiting for someone before you go to bed or whatever, just, getting into the scroll hole as I call it for sure and like I can talk about that later about like what is the difference between length and depth and what I mean by that but YouTube is you know especially for brands I understand it's more powerful because of this length and depth situation but obviously we're gonna have our talent going into that as a production side and by the way mm-hmm. the talent who are happy to commit to that because it's a whole different kind of like contract and a whole different commitment that is because they are happy with the service we provide through brand deals so it's always yeah. stemming from brand deals, which allow us to do things with them, like the mm-hmm. YouTube co-production. But also, we are um, going out and talking to other YouTubers or short-form creators who we don't rep, who want to turn them into long-form, and we'll say, you may have your management, you may not. Um, we will help you become a long-form content creator. So that's happening mm-hmm. now. Now, what that does for me and the company and us is... We have our short form revenue stream, which is great, but we have two revenue streams for the long form, which is our own creators 
because yeah, we're div- we we co-produce, we show, we write the script, well co-write the scripts with them, we help with the editing, all these things. Which, by the way, I use in my selling process to tell brands because we're not going, give me the brief. This is the creator, and they do it. We're actually mm. very collaborative, and yeah. then we're also able to go to the people who we don't represent. 360 kind of thing we represent on the production side i can actually technically get them brand deals and also we're able to set what the percentages are standard is 20 percent, but because we don't represent them we can add a premium and mm-hmm. what that also does for us is go you're on the production side talent which is great and that's going really well but also we're delivering on partnerships but we're not even exclusive to you so you may not have they may have rep they may not they may be delivering already. They may not be delivering already on their side, which then allows us to go, we're on the production side. We can also give you the 360 process, which is also brand deals and commercial work. It's a very, very interesting world. Very, I mean, look, it's great because your your, com- your company's diversified, you know, from when we first, when we, when you first went there, you know, and to what you were doing and then incorporating different lengths and formats of, of types of content as well and, the differences and what people are going to be interested in on short is going to be very different to long and their expectations and objectives. And again, your, your sort of background in recruitment has helped um, yeah, with that. And sure. I think, I think it has just for the understanding expectations, you know, not necessarily negotiating fees here or there, but you know, you've got your, your standard, which is great. And you, you know, you can see that there's been more responsibility pumped into your last 12 months and it may be the first one. And, you know, they always say it takes two or three years to really get things off the ground. You know, first year it'll either sink or it's you know it'll swim, and then the second year, you know, is is the important year. You know, you've got to make sure you capitalize on the the startup as such, and mm-hmm. enter that real growth phase, um, and just keep growing year on year on year. For sure, which is good. But, but talking about diversification of like products we're selling or the products we provide, there's that, and then the other thing is. I don't know if you saw, but we did some productions, content, content creator productions. The light's gone off. I shall definitely keep this in the video. Um, Absolutely. We're definitely going to, we'll just keep going. I'll just sit in the dark. Um, No, if people who aren't watching the video, they have no idea what's going on. But anyway, so yeah, we did some pieces, content pieces, production ones for um, channel four. And that was really good. That was that was great. And obviously you've been you've been hit with uh you know a well known TV channel, terrestrial, if you're that old. Um, and if not, then just channel four. Exactly. But what we're doing with those is we are that came from a few other things, but it what we're trying to do is we realize that one content creators influencers really are obviously a new celebrities like i'm sure you know that already and you're not in that world well, look but you at know the, how important look they at are. the misfits boxing exactly you know, great example ksi is, 100%. is an unbelievable example of transitioning from just having a laugh on on a camera over youtube and streaming some games and being with your mates and then really taking it and going well i can do pretty much anything if i've got the following if i've got the views if i've got the subscribers you know For i can sure. really diversify your so misfits boxing is actually a very good example from you regarding that. So like talent, Thanks. no problem. It's like it's almost like you're in the industry, mate. <laughs> it's not like it was the the biggest crossover ever. True, it is it? But like incredible. But that is 
what you know the content creator world is the creator economy like you can literally be someone who does videos and then you can become and do boxing you could become a presenter you could become an actor actress like that is a possibility now anyway so we realized that that is like the top percentage but also there's loads of content creators in the world that are you know on tiktok are really well known gk barry for example um etc and what's happening is brands want to work with them which is great and understand that that should be done because they have influence however what's happening is they're doing brand deals like you know you've seen the adverts on like instagram or saying of like talent do like buy my product this is great or buy this product this is great however what we also realize is brands are trying to invest a little bit more into them for example gk barry did i don't know if you saw it a kfc kind of like collaboration thing and it was like a production piece like an ad production thing one example but what's happening is these big massive companies like you know a kfc a coca-cola a pepsi an amazon etc they spend so much money on like a traditional ad that goes on tv or yeah because it depends what it, it always depends on who your target audience is and the demographic you're trying to hit like if you were trying to hit you know, the age bracket of 11 to 18, are you really going to put it on TV? Like normal terrestrial telly? No. Whereas a lot of their legacy stuff is still well attributed to television, old tangible magazines, newspapers, that type of thing. Of course. But a lot of us now, especially if they're targeting a younger audience, we're all on phones. And Mm -hmm. I read some mad stat, I forgot it was, the exact number but it was something like an extra, a high percentage, let's go 70% or 80%. I don't know what it was, but was every time they saw an ad, the first thing they do is pick up their phone. Look at their phone, which yeah. is a powerful. I mean, the stats are a bit off, but you actually would. I, remember, is... I think I was, I was, what was I watching? It was uh, football games on telly yesterday. And yeah. it literally got to half time. And the first Barclays Prem. Logo came up and I went right, exactly because so, you just you're so used to it growing up though like we were so yeah. used to watching rubbish adverts and everyone can name a really bad advert mine was Sheila's wheels the pink ladies in the car it was like an Aussie thing it was a car insurance thing right 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 it was like Sheila's wheels some it's like a little jingle it's basically the same as compare the meerkat but like it was okay like yeah yeah three women dressed in pink with short pink bobs in Australia and singing. And it used to come on all the time because mum would watch some rubbish on the telly. Yeah. And that would drive me nuts. Well, now my, my escape is this. I can I can now mm. get my phone out and I can start scrolling or watch something for 10 minutes while I'm waiting for the game to come back on or something. So but that concept is so powerful because, okay, you're doing that. So brands are going, hang on, I've spent, they spend millions, by the way. Like Eddie, who worked in advertising, he was a creative, so he was writing ideas for Heineken. He did something with FIFA, with EA Sports FIFA. Yeah. He did something with um, McCain. He did a few things like the chip brand. He did all sorts of things. John Lewis, who's in that part of that team anyway. And like they, they spend millions, like absolute dollar bills on these things. Whether that's sending everyone out, whether that's the, what, the the location, everything. But what happens is they spend all that money. It's gone on a TV ad, and no one's watching it, and they've all gone that. Yeah. So we were like, 
okay, cool, that's interesting. And then what we saw is some ad pieces were being done that were like higher production, not content creators. They were more like videographers, that kind of thing, who yeah. were very aesthetically pleasing. You could tell it was high budget. And it was like for, for Amazon, um, Adidas, Vinted, um, H&M, Mm. Um, some other things and Foot Asylum is a good example have you know Foot Asylum yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah. do a lot of content pieces that are vertical pieces because it's on your phone so Eddie was the one who said you know who are these people who are making these pieces of content like who directs them who makes them and it's just like videographers and they may have a social presence and they're not big but they're creatively very very clever and what they yeah, do their, their job is based around doing the cool shots, the cool moments, the big, well, the short form as such. So yes, it makes sense for them to just go, oh, well, I can do this. Yeah, for sure. And, and, Eddie... and everyone's checking Insta, TikTok nowadays anyway. It's like, well, exactly. That, that puts two so and this, two together. So this is the thing. So it's like, okay, these people can create really, really great pieces of like content. But also brands are understanding that vertical-based content because like TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Instagram, mm. it's all vertical, right? Because we're always on our phones. So it's like, imagine if a, would a brand pay a lot of, not a lot, but like a good amount of money to make vertical production piece ads that are entertaining, that are so-called thumb-stopping because you don't stop, you actually watch it. Mm. Um, and I remember I saw something. It was a clothing brand. I forgot who it was. It wasn't Tommy Hilfiger. It was someone. And it came on my TikTok. And it wasn't like a... I could tell it wasn't a blown... Like a, like a, sorry, like a long, yeah. not traditional piece. It was a vertical one. And it was quite good to watch. So Eddie kind of like said, let's just do this. So we he basically went out and found all these direct vertical directors. We call them all social directors mm. who make pieces. They made it for Amazon, Vinted, H&M, all these kind of things. Dr. Martins. Um, and we basically represent those people and try and get them commercial work, as in trying to make stuff for brands for virtual content. And that is the whole long story, is that's led to doing things like the channel four pieces we've done. The yeah. the most latest one with maths, which is Married at First Sight. Have you watched Married at First Sight? Callum? I have seen Married at First Sight. Again, another show my mom loves. There you go. My mom loves it as well, like the American version or whatever. But anyway, so I think she watched the Australian version. I think maybe I think about yeah, that was, probably that was horrendous. I mean, that, yeah. that scarred me. I think over the last Christmas. So well, I mean, I can't wait to see what comes. Entertaining TV for sure, and you know the agency we done a lot of like a little bit of work with with the influencer content creator world. So we got Channel Four as a client. They want to do some content piece, and actually, it's all vertical based content. So, um. That was using one of our directors, but also us bringing it in house to produce it and make it and edit it. So the other diversification we have is the production side, which is the YouTubers we rep, which is great, and the ones we help out with. But also we have this other side where it's like we represent directors. We can say to a a, a, a creative agency who's making some bit for, for a brand, we need a director who's very good at vertical-based content. Oh great! This is Philip. This is Seb. This is whatever. Mm. Which one do you prefer? They get. We obviously negotiate that fee, etc. Or we can say, oh, Channel Four or or NatWest or a bank, or whatever, saying we want to do a vertical piece of content or traditional, but it goes on YouTube. You know, we like that director. We we need help getting the talent or use some of your talent, but 
can you make it? Yeah, we'll draft up what we think it's going to cost, the budget, and we can make it. So compared to like a year ago, yeah, instead of just... having the one the one vertical that you've got, you've now got two verticals on one side of the coin, and then you're also then doing the other part of the business for sure. To then have two sides of the same coin as such, so yeah, you've got three different avenues now within the business for sure. Which is and to and to answer your months. question, by the way, like your original question was like, what else would you be doing for the year? You can imagine now. I'm like, okay, brand partnerships is like the bread and butter. It's what we do but I'd love to have someone who I train up and make them like so good at that for like short form. And mm-hmm. I can now look at the, the virtual directors, the social directors, we haven't even yeah. pushed hard, hard on. I can also then go out and focus a lot on YouTube to bring in that for the company, for our talent and bring it like, so for the year, it's exciting for sure. Mm. It's, it's one of those ones where you're like, Oh my God, there's so much we can do, but you're like, we can't do it because I don't have enough time. But there's not enough time where the the staff aren't there yet to to help exactly manage the the baby you've built who's now you know coming up to teenager level and then now you've got to go and get the new baby sorted out and that's that's interesting it's really cool because you know i've I've seen that from a distance in two years really um yeah that's true actually and it's, it's been it's been quite weird because obviously we catch up all the time and we, we sort of just see how it's going and then you know slowly bit by bit those building blocks have been built and now you've you've got some form of function in house and it seems to be working there's no leaks in the roof nothing on the horizon like a catastrophe really should come and completely wipe the business out so it seems that you know you've done you and eddie and everyone else there at the gold studios have really pulled together and you know created something that's a bit more stable now it was not necessarily touch and go because I don't think it ever was, but there's always that uncertainty in that first, you know, year, 18 months, but you've got over that threshold now and now you've got multiple avenues of revenue. And, you know, you do one thing really well and then you diversify, which is evolve or die, which effectively you can't stay exactly the same. You know, look at Blockbuster, those mm. types of places, you know, not really there anymore. And I think that's where the credit is with, so Eddie's great at like being aggressive about looking ahead which is great. He's already promoted you. Stop saying no, nice no, 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 but like that is no, a new, joking, but, but like, that's joking. great with him. And then I think brand partnerships, I've been looking ahead already and testing out YouTube, which I have done. And then everyone else has just delivered. Like, Anna, if you, if you ever look at one of the guys is called Tucker, who's big tug, his, his YouTube name is, <laughs> and he's great. He's based in America. He's really great. And Anna basically helped him with like co-writing all his scripts. And like you just see the ad revenue just going up and up and up and up. So like everyone's delivering, which is great. But as you said, you can't, we look so much different to last year, which is great, but you can't be like, Oh, and by the way, it's going great last year. We're like, yeah, you know, yeah. year on we're year. Pretty chuffed after the first 12 months. You're like, we've but, dropped. It's been a really good year. And then you've yeah. come this year and gone, it's been a pretty good year as yeah, well. You know, Yeah, for sure. So like you have to always be ahead which I've been learning about this, the whole kind of like say startup three years in as a company and always looking ahead. But that's what makes it fun because you know, you're going to be completely different next year. Like I, who knows what I'm going to say next year. I could say Chris off the States or Eddie's gone yeah, there got, or done this. Sport or, venture. You'll be, or, you'll sport be venture. Sport then. or, you know, one thing that we're doing as well is one of the people, Cody, who's a, he like is a comedian who actually travels around the US, does like loads of gigs. 
such a big market for comedy and like in the uk there's only so many places you can go in yeah. the us there's a lot of places you can go so well, in the uk you've got your more traditional comedic roots as such you know yeah i guess so set, set things which are quite historic you know they were not used to watch a variety of comedians they'll go oh well i performed there and there and everyone else be like yeah i did it too and it's part of like a rite of passage whereas in the us because of how so big, big. It is, it's just it's mad off you go and so for example with him we delivered some campaigns which is great and he loved the process and he goes i need help with my comedy booking and tours can you like be can you guys deal with it which is like mm. actually yeah let's do that like we'll we'll be your booking team as well for your comedy stuff and like that's cool as well we did a, a kelly and eddie arranged a book deal for harrison who's like a there's like drawings and stuff on tiktok like there's all these exciting things but don't get me wrong it is a lot of late nights it's hard work from everyone for sure um mm. and there's ups and downs like we had some quiet months for brand partnerships but then you come back up again like it's never it sounds all great but it's, it's a great lot of when, it, when it's work. all coming together and you can look back and go what a great year we've had but you know there'll be moments through the year where you know, you you look tired, mate, and you know yeah. you needed a break, and you, you like, oh god, oh my light's gone off. Now. Oh, great, it's one all. Yeah, that's right. I lasted. <laughs> um, as as I said, you know, you were you were tired, um, and it has been tough, and it's never easy in a startup. You know, we've you've made that quite clear through, throughout the sort of time that we've been doing this as well. What the culture's like, and it's not a nine to five especially when you're working multi-market and, you know, globally and especially in the creator sort of economy as well. Um, but it's been good. Good 12 months, got promoted, had the chat. Seems to be, keeps going up and up for you, like your ad revenue. Yeah, exactly. Like Tucker's ad revenue, everyone else's. But yeah, it's really cool. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's funny. You just don't, the amount of what you put in is great. I, I, would I ever change working at a bigger company? No. Have I learned a lot once again about how things that like me and Eddie were discussing about cash flow? Like I'm learning about that. Like it's you know, cash flow can be up and down, it can be steady, like no one like, but how important it is. And then learning about invoicing and like I'm now chasing invoices and payments, like all these things, they're very little things, which most people might go, I don't want to know anything about that. I just want to do the job that I've been told at wherever I'm at a big corporate. But really interesting you know you get siloed into doing a function whereas a small business i always use the word holistic everyone takes the mick out of me for it because it is what it is you mm. get you're a bigger cog in a tiny wheel whereas a tiny cog in a huge wheel so you cover more and you will be stretched more but you'll learn more you'll be exposed to more and just because it said on your job spec that you're going to do x and y but now you're doing every everything under the sun at a small company you know i wouldn't not expect that because yeah there's not people you don't really know you said you don't have a tech team and you've had tech issues you've had to become a google gmail expert and yeah i can see why sure. it's still broke i don't think you got any more questions for me but what i've got for you is obviously now it's been two and a bit years of me being here and you've you you know have all the people you've heard about like this has happened this has happened as, as you said we catch up about how work's going for each other do you ever have you ever thought actually it sounds quite cool to work at like a sm smaller company or have you been like that sounds great Chris you're doing unreal or like it sounds like you're doing great but do you know what I'm actually glad I'm not doing that 
I think it's easier. No, it's definitely attractive because, as as we've said, in terms of the the types of things and the types of responsibilities and the the flexibility in terms of role and direction and everything there, you know, you've got more control over it. So mm. there's definitely more appeal there. I think it's easier going from a big. Again, I could be completely wrong, but my perception would be it'd be easier going from a big company to a small company because mm. you've got the structure in place already. You've probably got a specialism of some sort and then you can diversify similar to how you diversified as a business. You know, you've got the one thing that you do well and then you start branching out. Mm. I think it'd be very difficult going from you now back into a big company. I don't think you'd want to, but let's say you did and you wanted to move and you, there was a great role, but it then got very narrow. Mm. I think you'd hate that now. So I think, as you've said, I don't think I'd ever go back to a big one. I think it's easier going from a big one to a small one. I but agree. I think it depends if you like the safety though, because in a big company, you know, you're, you're, you're safe. There's, there's probably more people which are technically not as great as you in your role or, the, the limelight or the spotlight, as I call it, is on them. So you can get away with not doing so much. Whereas in a small company, you know, everyone pulls in together. Everyone's in the same boat. You know, there might only be four of you in the whole business or there might be up to 20. It's still considered a small business. Mm. It's only when you start getting towards 1,500 where it starts going up through the, the, the mediums and then you start going into the big behemoths. So it's interesting. It's definitely attractive, though, to go back to the original point. Because yeah, I think I think it would be more risky doing it younger, but more rewarding. You know, I think I've always been somewhere where I wanted to get in, learn it, and then potentially go elsewhere and take the skill set. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to a smaller company and have more control. Mm. But it depends on what industry as well. Yeah, I do, do agree with that. I think I even chatting about that this with um with Eddie about like where do you want to go it's very clear what i want to be is like the commercial guy like for our talent be like mm-hmm. i've any commercial like, who do i need to talk to i'll be critical like be the commercial guy but then he was saying you know I, he said i didn't want i was gonna ask you this but i know what the answer is but like you could if you wanted to be like the talent managing guy that everyone know like you're the friendly guy with all the talent and you know you make sure they're all happy like you could do that if you wanted to because like, i know what the answer is and i was like no i'm the commercial guy but like I have that visibility very obviously. Yeah. And literally it goes to, it, it's like a light on me that goes, okay, that's what you want to do. Great. I agree. But now you've got to kind of like do it. There's guidance mm. that people can provide me or say like advice, but I actually have no set structure in a way. I have to be like, okay, I want to do that. I've really got to find ways of doing that. Like managing someone and getting them to the best ability. Then, me figuring out YouTube and that kind of world, then figuring out production mm. advertising. Like Eddie's not going, this is a lesson about this or Anna's doing it. Like it's go, you got to find out. And I think that's the benefit of it. Um, it's more rewarding for sure. Definitely. No, I don't, I don't think I've got anything else. I think you've covered quite a lot. What's happened, promotion, big news, going into management, your different verticals your business as well a bit of an advertising for you which is great um but also like yeah. a bit more in depth in terms of how your roles change which is the idea of this as well you know not just the people that we get on you know the people that we have had on before you know we may start 
trying to bring a couple of them back if their roles have changed and developed as well or they've moved companies and mm. just you know it's about to show that progression of that sort of one to five years and what to expect and I think this really does nail that in terms of you know look we're, we're two years in you're two years into you know your or two three years in into your the, you know the gold studios and how that's working and you know how it's developed since then and what to expect and I think that's it's been quite a good pathway at least it demystifies everything, which is what we're trying to do is break down and really tell people what that first couple of years can look like. So I think it's hit hit the money, to be honest, mate. Yeah, I think for sure. I think, you know, I've only said stuff that I'm allowed, I can say, which I think is fair. And also I've been honest with it. And but you're right. I think that, that, that does help. Like perspective as well, like me working in a smaller company, you know, you're working a bigger one. Like we have such different like viewpoints. But I think that's great because it is, as you say, dis, dis, I can't say it, demystifying. That's your there word you for me. It's not really my word. Um, so, it, yeah, I think it's been really good. It's been great. It's actually quite funny listening back. If I were to like listen back to the last two episodes and now here, it's actually quite weird. Because hmm. it does feel like, yes, I remember, I remember recording those. And like it's weird. So that feeling is great, interesting. And I do actually look forward to when we do a few of these down the line in the next few years, you actually have a legit, like a legit like, yeah, like time frame. I think that's quite and, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you start reflecting on it, it's actually sort of like, well, this is where I was at and this is what yeah. I was doing and how it's developed from there and sort of like a more virtual uh, CV. Yeah, or like a journal of like what's been going on. But also the best thing about it is, is okay, it's great for me to reminisce, whatever, fine. But also, and also we get to see how much better we are at doing this, which I think is always a good so thing. Much better. So, so much better. So much better. Oh my God. Right. I, I, actually, I actually listened I, to, I listened back. I don't, day. I can't. <laughs> I refuse to do it. I actually can't do it because I've, I've, when I speak to people about it, people ask me about it. I go, look, they're all on there. They're all there. <laughs> yeah, they're, all there as, they're, they're all there. Right. So you can go to the first one and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> But you can go there or you can just pick one as and when, you know, what, what sounds interesting and what you think is going to be a good one. And they'll ask for some. And you know, some of the better ones, I think, have, have been obviously more recently. The more you do it, the better you get. But I actually yeah. think sort of the, after about eight, I feel, let's say eight, probably about five or six, it really starts to click a bit more. It doesn't seem as nervous or like well, we we're trying to we're figure doing. it out yeah, yeah we're still we're still learning a bit so i'd say probably about six to eight it really sort of clicks yeah and it was great and it was but yeah i can't i can't oh, that's back. awful but sorry my point was is like it's great for us to reminisce about that and also me to see that journey but it's really good for someone if we have like a few of them banked they look and go I can actually literally listen to okay he was in there for he was an intern and he turned full-time what was that like okay great and then the next one, he talks about what how he got. It's actually quite for someone who it's wants to understand the world. Yeah, it is, and I think that's going to help when we talk to other people who've had on already, who have, were an X role and now they're here. It'd be mm. interesting to hear the comparison because literally someone can go, Evelina, for example, Evelina was here. Oh my god, now she's here. Like, what does she talk about the differences or her mindset and that kind of thing? I think that's interesting. And so, also, she'll be a lot more truthful about what she actually thought of her previous role. Yeah, Which, like we'll, not saying yeah, there's exactly. anything bad, but like you, you, when you leave the place, you can finally then start divulging a bit more and go, "Well, actually, it was like this." You know, I, I couldn't quite say this or this, but obviously, I was at 
in yeah. the role at the time. But exactly. and see how it changed. You know, sometimes you know you get six months into a place and you love it, and then by month nine, something happens and your role changes, and you're like, I hate it. And you, you know that could be a reason to leave or to look elsewhere. But no, overall, I think it's been a good episode. It's been good to catch up again, and obviously, congratulations. Um, Thank you. In order, and hopefully your finances reflect that in terms of your budget and profit and everything else. You know, when you sit down in a few days' time. Well, yeah. Once I um officially move into London, we can go for a pint. We can be like, as we're London London men now, we can. I'm officially... I'm a Londoner. Londoner. Well, I, I have to be a Londoner. I'm I'm in the process of, but yeah, we it, it definitely. That's great, that part, but like it's it's only part it's only part one. It's only the beginning, as I say. I said that last time. It's, it's always part one. It's always a part one. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens down the line. If there's any questions for anyone who wants to know about Gold Studios, we're always as we can tell, we've been doing it. interns been joining. You never know. Um, any questions on what it's actually like, talent management, commercial work for talent, age kind of side, happy to talk about it. And yeah pretty much it thank you for listening fantastic